I'm a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is a chemistry lab. You're on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Pauly Sibilia. I'm Stephen Fonte as we welcome you to Orange Nation. Before we set the table, do you, would you like to explain why we have Rick Astley? No, I don't even want to acknowledge it. No. There's nothing changed about our show today. I just want to find a way to drive people bonkers on a huge news day. It's working. It's working. Uh, we've got Christy Casciano, my colleague from News Channel 9. She will be joining us here uh, in the next segment. She's got a new book out. Uh, you know she's a hockey mom. Um, she's got a, a new book out called When Hockey Stops, along with Lee Elias. Uh, we'll hear all about it coming up at 12.15. Andrew Goodrich, Deputy, Deputy Athletic Director at Syracuse University, will join us at 12.45. Paul Biancardi, National Recruiting Director for ESPN, on with us at 1. We have a few things to talk uh, to him about. And then Matthew Bergeron uh, from the SU football team will join us uh, coming up at 1.30 as we preview the spring game. We've got a spring football game Good uh, get. for the Big first show. time in, uh, in a couple of years. Anything happen uh, yesterday, Steve? Yeah. Uh, did you watch live as one Judah Mintz uh, announced his, his commitment to Syracuse? I somehow missed it, Steve. I was uh, in the car. Okay. Are you saying that uh, sarcastically? Or? No, I no. just okay. missed it. I had to get home to let the dog out. So we knew the deal. We knew it was down between DePaul, Syracuse, Wake Forest, NC State. If you listen to the experts, everybody said it was between DePaul and Syracuse. Uh, he unzipped the uh, the sweatsuit there. And uh, that Rick Astley's still playing there, Paulie. <laughs> Sorry. Uh I just pranked myself again <laughs> on accident. All right. So do we have the sound Yes, of Judah Mintz <laughs> making yes. that commitment? Where are you headed to school next season? Yes, sir. Uh, next year I'll be attending Syracuse University. Um, go Cuse. There it is. Oh, the hat, too. <laughs> there you go. You come with the gear. Yeah, I got the gear. What separated Syracuse from the other schools? Uh, Syracuse, it, it had a really good opportunity for me to come in and be a point guard as a freshman. Uh, it, I'll get to play with other guards that I know, Quadir, Justin Taylor. So it was a great opportunity, and I, I couldn't pass up on it. What do most people don't know about Coach Beheim? Uh, people don't know how relatable Coach Beheim is. Um, they see him as like just an old, another old guy, another old coach. But he, he's actually really relatable, and, and he's honest, and that's, that's really big for a head coach. He is honest, Steve. He is. And you better buckle up if you have a bad game because you're going to hear about it. Yeah. And it may be in the media. Right. I hope nobody's shocked by that so we don't have to get tweets. But Judah Mintz has a bad game, and he goes to the media, we need you to, to be better than bad. What stood out to you from that comment there? The, we just played that entire exchange. That Jim Beheim's relatable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no. Um... 
He, you know what? He, this is going to be me being stupid. He's probably one of the first recruits that didn't call it the University of Syracuse. <laughs> is that what I'm supposed to be looking? No, I, I just I, a couple things stood out to me from yesterday. Um, the, the fact that he pointed to he specifically said point guard, yes. right? Um, and, and we know that you know he's labeled as a combo guard, and he specifically said, "I have a chance to come in there and play point guard as a freshman." That stood out to me. That probably means they want to move Joe to the two guard. I think it does. Yeah. And they uh, did not think it was a uh, an option at a point earlier, you know? so. And now you do have options. Yeah. You've got, obviously, you know, Judah Mintz coming in. He's the highest ranked of, of all these guys in this class. Six guys coming in. He's ranked 35th in uh, ESPN's Top 100. Uh, it, you know, he's essentially a Top 50 guy if you look around the, the various recruiting rankings. Um, this was a really good get, really important get for them, and now you do have the opportunity. You do have options at the point guard position with Quadir Copeland, with Judah Mintz. You know, you've got Joe at the point guard position if you need him, but they won't have to rely on him at that position. It sounds like um, I get that everybody wants to jump into that right now. I would venture to say that Joe Girard's going to be the point guard on day one. So who do you think the starting five is? And, and again, I realize there's a I lot of speculation. I'm not doing this to myself. We're, we've got a whole segment on this, and I'll break okay. that down for you. I'm not getting into it. But Joe's the starting point guard. I don't know that. Oh, that's what you just said. I made okay. this mistake last year. Okay. Well, I don't know it either. I, I mean, bought into all the sports the hype. talk show. We we discuss. Right, it. We we can we, discuss. We it. discuss these things. That's what we do on this we, show. We, yeah. Let's just appreciate that he's coming. Absolutely. I don't want to put anybody in positions. Absolutely. And then we talk it up, and then I look stupid again for thinking Benny's going to be the. Starting forward. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, here's the thing. Uh, yes. First and foremost, you're right. You got to be. I, I think if you're an SU fan, you got to be excited that he's coming here. This was an important get for a lot of reasons. You know what, I, Steve? I got to practice what I preach. I always say, "You're not at practice. Yeah. Don't don't make stupid guesses." Well, there is, this kid hasn't even been at a practice right. yet. Yes. But I, I found it interesting. There were a few things that stood out to me yesterday. I found it interesting that he specifically said point guard because he can play both positions. He said. I have an opportunity to come there as a freshman and play point guard. I found that interesting. I also found it interesting, uh, read into this what you will, but Benny Williams immediately tweeted, and, you know, from, uh, you know, DMV to, to Cuse. And I, I think, can we just, like, put that to bed? Like, the is Benny yes. going to transfer? I think we just need to put it to bed. Yeah. Benny's going to be here. Joe Girard's going to be here. You know, uh, Jesse's going to be here. The transfer portal may uh, take away a couple more players, but its I don't think it's anybody that played important minutes last year. Yeah, I and think Simon was going to be if, here. Yeah, if one of them played important minutes, they didn't do well in those important minutes. Yeah, and, and Frank left, and again, I, I don't think it should shock anyone that Frank left. Everybody's got players like this. You know, he, he's been in this program for two years. He's not in the starting lineup. He's not going to be in the starting lineup next year. Jesse has that center position locked down. You know he's going to be here three years in the program, and and he's not a starter. So I guys want to play. Um, it doesn't it doesn't shock me that he's leaving. Anyway, yeah. what were you going to say? Paul? No, you're right. And I feel Jordan, our producer, said something smart yesterday, and I was shocked by it. That Frank is the type of player that the portal is for. Right? You know. He can, like, I saw a lot of people tweeting he's going to go to a mid-major. He might. He can play at a Power 5 school as a center. It's a, you know. 
Right, Center's but if he's a difficult position. Yes, he can play. Fill. He can play it, and he showed that. Like he yeah. can play at a power five school. If he wants to start, I don't know if he's starting in a power five school. He's going to have to find the really the right situation. Um, if he wants to start and be the guy at that position, he may have to. Most people don't use the center the way it used to be. He right. doesn't need to be. He's just got to rebound. Well, Jesse's going to be an aberration. You know, like. He, a lot of programs would love to have a, a big guy who they can shoot, float, yeah. and he certainly can't do yes. that. So um, he, he may have to transfer down a little bit if he, you know, if he if he wants to start. I don't see it. You don't think you don't think he has to transfer I down to tra- start? Like I, I can see him. What what's down? How how far down are you saying? Atlantic Out of the Power 10? Five, I'm saying. Okay. Well, yeah, Atlantic Ten, Big East. Those are still really good schools. Yeah. but that's not Power Five. Yeah. Um, I I I think he'll be in a Power Five school. As a starter, I mean, he may he may go to a power five, but you're saying you think he'll start at a power five hey, school? Hey, I, I think he'll find the right spot. I do. Okay, you're talking around the question. Do you think he will be a starter next year in a I power five school? I think he'll find school? a spot that will be very good for him, and he'll get more minutes than he would have gotten here, where he's playing behind one of the most improved centers in the country. Okay, still didn't answer the question, but okay, I will let it go. I, I don't not- think he needs to be like, yeah, no, I don't know that he'll start, but he will go somewhere. Okay. What I just said was, if he wants to start, he will probably have to transfer down a little bit, meaning out of the Power Five. So, do we agree? Do you agree with that? I don't know. I got to okay. see what situation he's in. Who needs a center? Like, I got to go through the list of who needs a center. Okay. Because I, I think that he is capable of playing at a Power Five school. Okay. The playing center. and starting are different. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I just got because he was playing here. He was playing at Syracuse. Yeah. But he's also playing behind somebody who's clearly better than him. Yes. And there may be a school that lost a center, it needs a center, and he'll go fit right in. That's possible. There you go. Thank you. I, I okay, yes. I was going to say I would be surprised if he started somewhere in a Power 5 program next year. Uh, I don't know that I would be surprised if he finds the right situation. <laughs> He's not going down drastically, like in the no, amount. No, but uh, I mean, with like Robert Braswell, like we didn't expect him to go to Charlotte. You know, like yeah, right. guys want to yeah, go. I they, don't. I don't wanna, see that. They want to go somewhere and play. You know, and Robert Braswell did that. He went there and he played. So maybe you know Frank Anselm goes somewhere like that where he can play a lot. I think what he did down the stretch made him realize I could do this somewhere else and start. So that's my take. Yeah, I, I mean, he wasn't... And he isn't wrong. That he can go somewhere and start? Yeah. I've been saying all year, this, the center position this year was the point of strength when it came to depth for Syracuse University. And it was, and now they only have one center. And they're going to have to find somebody to come in and... Right, and I I know you had Mike McAllister on yesterday. You know, Peter Carey has looked at... I don't know if Mike used the term project, but I think when I when I hear about him, he's got potential. Yeah. He's got size. You can't teach size, but he's probably a year or two away. But the other thing, what do you need out of your center position this next yeah. year? If Jesse stays healthy, if Jesse's healthy, right, you need five minutes, right, ten minutes tops, right. I mean, you mentioned what what Frank did down the stretch. I don't know. He 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 had. Two good games. Two good games the rest of the way um, after Jesse got hurt. 
Well, I'll give him three good games. So the last, what, uh, 10? He played, he played well three times out of the last 10. He played good in the BC game where Jesse was not hurt also. Vatek, he played great. Uh, you know, Georgia Tech, he had 10 rebounds. Florida State, he had 15 rebounds. Okay. He, he, he did some good things. Yeah, he, he did, I, I he, think he's a good player that is yeah, going to solid. have an offseason to get better, yeah. just like Jesse did. And he may, I, I think he, I'm going out on a limb, he's going to be the one recruit. I always say that they either do the same or worse when they leave. I think he'll be the same. No, I think he'll be better. You think he'll be better? He'll get better. He's a center. He will get better. Okay. Um, I don't think it's a huge loss. I mean, I no, I don't. He, he was a nice piece, but I don't think it's a huge loss. No. I think yesterday you lost one, you gained one, you absolutely improved your team yesterday. Even yeah, with Frank leaving and Judah Mintz coming, you're, the Syracuse is a better team today than it was yesterday. Yeah, they need Cole Swider back. That, I'm going to stick by that. They need a shooter. I mean, that would be great. You know, he could he could rebound. He's yeah. got experience, veteran leader. There's a lot of reasons why it would be great if Cole came back. Let's get a, a phone call in here before we bring in uh, my News Channel 9 colleague, Christy Casciano. Uh, we've got Dave in Syracuse kicking us off on the show today. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Just real quick. I, I think, uh, yeah, Jesse's going to get the bulk of the minutes, but I think the loss to Frank is is bigger than we're realizing if we don't get somebody in the portal. I mean, how many times was Jesse in fall trouble or fall out? A lot. But you have to hope that he stays on the progression that most centers do, and he's that's not an issue your junior year. Right? Yeah, I, I see. No, but they maybe. need some. They definitely need Correct. somebody, and they will yeah. get somebody. Okay. Uh, yep, we're in agreement. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're all in agreement, and we appreciate you checking in, Dave. Um, yeah, they probably will bring somebody else. Having in. one center and a freshman center, you know, is not ideal. Yeah, and you don't really. I, I don't know as if you've got a Marek type that can. You know, you can put in the center. He's he's really a forward, but he can play center for a few minutes. I don't know as if you have that on next year's team. Um, yeah, John unless, Bull, well, I was going to say John Bull right now. I think I think you and I kind of sort of think he might. I I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if he entered the portal um, again if he wanted to go play somewhere. So I don't know as if he's going to be. Well, hell, here. he somehow sneaks minutes. Yeah, I mean, he would probably be the guy, right? We if, all scratch our head. Yeah, where did he get these minutes from? But, yeah. He got him. He's he's probably the one guy who has that ability. He clearly practices well because he jumped yeah. people in the rotation at points. Yeah, but again, you're not putting you're not putting Benny in the middle of the zone. You're not putting no. Chris Bunch in the middle of the zone. You're not putting Cole in the middle of the zone. Um, unless you know, again, I guess you'll do anything in an emergency situation. But I'm not sure that guy exists on the team next year. That if even if it's not a true center, do you have a forward that you could even, you know, they tried Jimmy Beheim in the center of the zone a little bit this year. I don't know as if they have that guy on next year's team outside of Jesse. Yeah, and Peter or Kerr. maybe they go to a point where they look like Nova when Jesse's in foul trouble. Maybe. You almost, at, at this point, you would have to. Yeah. I, I think the ideal situation is you get somebody out of the portal who can fill that role. Uh, but again, with we saw it last year with Samir. It's tough to get a guy to come in. To be a backup, you know, Samir did it. Samir's he did it going well. to be interesting next year too. We'll get to that about who's playing next year. Yeah, because it's going to be—he's going to be fighting for minutes. Yeah, next absolutely, year. absolutely. All right, let's take a timeout. As promised, Christy Casciano joins us next to talk about her new book. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. 
ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. I hate myself right now. Broke the Rick Astley streak. I know. I was too busy talking to the audience on Q Sports Talk. All right, Stephen Pauly back with you here on Orange Nation. You all rested up for this interview or for this uh, this segment after sitting out the interview? Yeah, I'm good. I was going to play Rick Ashley every rejoin. I, apparently. Just because it's, because it's April Fool's yeah, Day? Yeah, that's or? where the Rick rule originated on April Fool's Day. All right, there you go. I hate April Fool's Day. Do you want to get into this now? Just quick. I have anxiety, and I don't know if people know that, and I try and hide it from the world. April Fool's Day just gives me more anxiety because I don't know if someone's going to pull a prank on me. Yeah. And I hate going through life looking over my shoulder. Yeah. And I get I, that. And I, I, I don't like it either. I'm prime prankable, if that makes sense. Like, if anybody's going to pull a prank on somebody, I'm the guy that's going to Gullible? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just, I'm the guy they're going to, that's that's. Oh, because they, they like to get back at you for things. No. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I am prankable. If that's a word. Because they, they would think it was funny. You know, who are we going to prank? Let's prank Paulie. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. I would I would get some enjoyment out of that. <laughs> now that I know you don't like pranks, though, it's less enjoyable. Oh, it gives me anxiety this stupid day. I just want it to be over with. Be over with. I found it interesting because I, I, you brought this up before the show, and I said, well, do you like Halloween then? And you said you do like Halloween. I feel like Halloween is... No, because I'm not... Similar to You only April get Fool's pranked day. if you're a jerk on Halloween. Like, if you don't have candy or something, you deserve a prank on that day. This one's just willy-nilly. You can prank anybody, <laughs> and I don't like it. Uh, my boss did send out an email yesterday reminding everyone that it was April Fool's Day in the news business. Yeah, like, you don't, don't want to say something right. stupid on the air. Yes, don't believe everything you, you see or hear on this day. Um, it's good advice. Should we have done Jim Beheim retired all day? No, oh, that would have been beautiful. No. I always think of things too late. All right. So, Judah Mintz is coming, and it's got everybody talking. And Jordan wrote this on our rundown. What's the starting five next year? I don't know. I don't know what the starting yeah, five is. Yeah, and you is. shouldn't know. We shouldn't know, you know, on April 1st what the starting five is. But we're a sports talk show, so we can talk about this. So what do you got? Is that where he had this? Um, I don't know. Yes. Uh, well, it's twelve thirty. It's twelve thirty nine. But yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know who's starting. Everybody wants to say I do know two people that are starting next year: Joe Girard and Jesse Edwards. Yeah, that's fair. That's it. I'm guessing Benny will start because he's got a year experience of not starting or playing. <laughs> But, like, he's going to have to earn his starting time this year, too. Yes. Or next year. Yeah. And you've got an influx of all these kids coming in. and His, his shot has got to improve drastically. Drastically. Yeah. So, I think, as of today, April 1st, I think you're you're absolutely right. Joe and Jesse are no-brainers. I think Benny's, you know, he's got the a year under his belt. He's probably in the starting lineup. If Cole comes back, Cole's in the starting lineup. And then, so who's that fifth player? Is it Judah Mintz? Is it Justin Taylor? To me, that's probably what it comes down to. If it's you Joe think at the same point. Year's out. As a starter? Yeah, I do too. I, I think he falls a level in the rotation also if these guys are, 
as good as everybody says they are. You talk about somebody who's got to improve his jump shot. Like if yeah. if Samir can come back and if he can if he can shoot, you know that's more attractive than and he, listen. He did some really good things at the end of last season, and I think there's a role for him on this team. I don't know as if he's the starter. I think it would it'll either be Joe is the point and Justin Taylor is the two, or Judah Mintz is the point. Joe is the two, and I think you, we don't know that right now. We don't right. know who's going to emerge as as a starter out of that group. Um, so I, I think that to me, that's the most likely scenario is that if Cole comes back, you've got Joe, Benny, Cole, and Jesse, and then it's either Justin Taylor or Judah Mintz at the other guard spot. You know, either Judah's the point or Justin Taylor's the two. Is, uh, if Cole doesn't come back, um, uh, it's so hard because we haven't seen these guys, um, you know, Chris Bunch is is next in line in terms of the the recruiting rankings. Um, but what? Why did you just roll your eyes? I every time I go to Google something, Jordan gets into the oh, computer okay. and I thought you were rolling your eyes at me. No, every time I try and log on this computer and Google something, Jordan gets on and stops me from doing it. You know, I've heard good things about Malik Brown. He's not as highly ranked as some of the other guys. It, it, it's it's difficult. I you know, if Cole doesn't come back, obviously that opens up a, another starting position. Is it Chris Bunch? Is it Malik Brown? You know, how do they how do they navigate that? Um, you know, maybe you, well, you'd be pretty small though if you did that. Um, I don't know. Can Justin Taylor? Would they feel comfortable with Justin Taylor at the three? Then you're pretty small though if you've got. Taylor and Benny as your two forwards. So, um, I mean, all the guards are in the same size range. Judamins is the shortest at 6'3. Six, 6'3, three. Six, three, right. The rest are 6'6, six, 6'7 six, six, ish. You could slide well, one of them down. Yeah, I mean Taylor's tall, but I he's, he's yeah. I don't know I don't know what kind of rebounder he is, and that remains to be seen. What he does at a high school level versus what he does at the college level. Now Cole came in, and you know Cole could be a shooting guard. Cole played forward, and he was great because he rebounded very well. Um, so if he's not here, I I, I don't know. Um, I don't know as if you would start Judah Mintz, Joe Girard, and Justin Taylor, all three of them, and then Benny's your four, and then Jesse's the five, or if you know if Bunch would be, you know, or Malik Brown for that matter. Malik Brown's a little bit more of a physical, you know, he, he seems he's more he's of the, the power forward. He seems more of the prototypical power forward, opposed to, you know, Bunch or Benny both seem like threes, but with the zone, they're kind of interchangeable. And we and we heard that, you know, Jim Bam's gonna play some man next year. So they they are gonna have some versatility. I think that's one thing with all these guys coming in and as talented as they are, I think you are going to have some some different lineups you can mix and match if you needed to. But um, I think Cole's coming back. Like if if you, you know, I know it's not it up does, to us. That but does I, also, let me ask you this. If Cole comes back, does that put the, and I don't mean this as a slight idea, does that put the man-to-man on hold if you've got Joe and Cole back? Interesting. Um, maybe they're playing less man when they're on the yes. floor. Um, that's interesting. And 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 Jim never said that they were going to play forty minutes yes. of man. So they would. I I think he's. They'll give it a look in the off season and maybe prior to the ACC. 
But team, th- I, I think this this team's certainly going to be more athletic, right? Um, which lends itself to playing man. I don't know. We'll see how it all shakes out. I tend to think Cole's coming back. How about you? I, I think it would benefit him. Yeah, I do too. There's no downside to it, unless he goes and gets a tryout somewhere and just lights it up, and someone likes him, or you know, or a. Uh, you're, t- you're talking for like an overseas? No, like, any, overseas? like like he could get a G League spot. Or does he get a overseas team that backs the Brinks truck up to him and pays him too much money to right. turn down? To turn it down, right. I think that's more likely than, I mean, he's, he's not an NBA player. No, no, but okay. but he could get paid to play basketball yes. next year. Oh, definitely. No, I understand that. Yeah, uh, He scored... Over twenty-seven points in two games at the end of the season last last year, and if he goes and lights it up somewhere in a in a tryout, he could get paid to play basketball next year. Not at the highest level, but at close to it. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, all right, we got to take a timeout. We don't want to keep our guests waiting. We've got Andrew Goodrich set to join us on the other side. We'll talk about tonight's spring game. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Are you sick of it yet? I am sick of it. Uh, Stephen Fonsi, Paulie Sebelia, back with you here. This um, is a wholesome April Fool's joke I'm doing on everybody today. Just beating Rick Ashley into your head every break. All right, let's not keep our next guest waiting. Uh, Paul Biancardi, sure, National Recruiting Director room. from ESPN. We've we've heard that song now five times today, uh, Paul. So, uh, <laughs> in any event, uh, we had John obviously to talk about the big news from yesterday. You were there for the commitment, uh, Judah Mintz announcing he was coming uh, to Syracuse. I guess let's let's start with how big of a commitment is this, Paul, uh, for Jim Beheim in the Orange? Well, I think it's it's huge in many ways because Judah Mintz, you know, he was in our top one hundred early in his career, meaning when he got to Oak Hill, he started to blossom. Uh, and then he's moved up. And by moving up means he's been highly productive on the highest level. And so when you look at what he brings to the court, I think when you look at college basketball, everybody needs a guard who can score the ball. And so I think Judah Mintz, based on you know what's leaving Syracuse right now with Buddy and um, Jimmy, um, I, I think this is really important for Syracuse. I, I found it really interesting yesterday, Paul, when you were interviewing him live on the air. He he specifically said point guard. We know he's labeled as a combo guard. Uh, you know, Joe Girard is coming back. Samir Torrance coming back. They've got some other recruits coming in. I found it interesting. He specifically said point guard. Should we read into that locally that um, you know that that that's what he'll be tabbed to do next year, and maybe Joe moves off ball? Well, you know, this is recruiting guys, right? Right. So. <laughs> When it comes to recruiting, guys want to hear that they're a point guard. And I'm sure that he was told by multiple schools that he could play some point. He can handle it at times. He is not a point guard. No, he is a wired-to-score guard who can shoot threes, but he's terrific, terrific from the mid-range, and he's got a good finishability at the rim. He's got playmaking talent, though, so he's a very good passer, in my mind, from the, from the two-guard spot. I would label him, if you want to label him, as a combo guard. So I think he and Joe and, um, you know, Samir can all share it. And I think that's, that's the premise here, but you know, kids think they have to be point guards in order to, you know, play at the next level and college coaches know better. 
That was really my first uh, experience watching him play. You know, I watched the whole game yesterday. Twenty-one point seven assists. Uh, you know, he was he's he was very impressive. You've obviously seen him a lot more than that. Um, yeah. Can you compare him to anybody that we might be familiar with? You know, either you know, old school Big East or current ACC, or, or you know, what yeah. who, who does he model his game after? Who who would you compare his game to? Well, you know, it's funny. It, his best part of his game is his in-between game, right? He, he's really good outside the paint, inside the three-point line. I think that's where he shines right now. He's definitely a three-point shooter, but he doesn't shoot a lot of threes. He's 50% from three, but he's low volume. He's 50% overall, and he's 82 from the line. So I have to spit out those numbers because those are, as you guys know, that, that's 182, and that's what, what colleges and NBA guys look for, a 180 shooter. So he, he's, he's sensational when it comes to that. Uh, efficiency is the name of his game. I, I, I look at what Syracuse maybe has had in the past, and you look at Tyler Ennis, and you look at uh, Tyus Battle, and maybe a cross between those two guys in, in some ways. But he doesn't remind me specifically of anyone, but he's got a little bit of both of those guys, and, and those were – you know, two great high school players, and, and I know they did great things at Syracuse. And my co-host and I just both raised our eyebrows when you said that. Take that in it, a second. It, yes, absolutely. SU fans would take that in a second. <laughs> a little bit of Tyler Ennis, a little yeah. bit of, of Tyus Battle. Um, what, what do you think about this class overall, Paul, for, for Syracuse? It's obviously high volume. They've got six guys coming in. We, we said all along uh, that this was going to be a really important class for Jim Beheim in this program moving forward. Uh, your thoughts on this class as a whole? Well, it's a really good class. It's both quality and quantity, and I think as a coach, that's what you want. Certain guys can you know, help right away, and certain guys are going to help down the road. But when you have big numbers, you, you know, you're going to plug in some guys that are going to be able to help right away. Uh, and no freshman is going to change your team unless it's a, usually a top 10, top 20 type guy. Once in a while, you get a freshman who's outside the top 25 uh, in terms of rankings that come in and just impact the program. And he's certainly going to be important. He's going to impact in many ways. But like many freshmen, you know, there's a learning curve and there's, there's a physicality to the game and there's also a speed of the game. But playing at Oak Hill, I think that he's well-versed to come in and, and help right away. Um, you know, you also have um, Chris Bunch who can really shoot it from the outside. You get the kid Taylor. He's a big kid down at IMG. He's about six eight, six nine. He can play a little bit three four. So I think those three guys will be able to contribute a little bit sooner. You took my next question right out out of my mouth. I was going to ask you that of the guys in the class, who did you think could come in and make an impact right away? I'm specifically interested in Justin Taylor um, because I yeah. think a lot of people when he committed looked at him and he kind of looks like Buddy Bayham. And I think a lot of people thought, well, you know, he he could be the shooting guard for the future. But you you're saying he could play a little forward. You think for this team, he can. He's obviously got size. He can rebound. Yeah, rebounds a little bit. In my mind, he's got the versatility to, to make shots. I, in my mind, I look at him, and you can play him at a small ball four-man spot because he's a tough kid, and he's a smart kid, and he's a capable shooter for sure. He's probably better than capable. Um, I'm a harsh critic. I'm a harsh judge. You know, I've been in the Big East. I've been up to the Dome when I was at Boston College, so I, I know what it takes to play at that level. Uh, he's certainly going to be a really good player. I mean, he has a chance to be all-conference, as does Judah Mintz. And um, I, I believe that as time goes on, I think you got two guys that have a chance to be all conference, whether it's first team, second team, or third team uh, in time. So yeah, he can help. I, being at IMG, he's got great training. Uh, a tough kid. He played for Team Takeover in the summer circuit, so he's been, you know, battle tested in that respect. I, I was high on him uh, early in his career, and then I, he hit a little bit of a level, a little bit of a plateau. But he's a worker. He's a grinder. 
And, and like I said, he fights through possession, so I think he's going to be fine, Syracuse. Now, Syracuse uh, picked up the commitment yesterday from Judah Mintz, but also lost a player from its roster yesterday. Frank Anselm, backup center, announced that he was hitting the transfer portal. Um, our question to you is about Peter Carey. I don't know how much you've seen him or how much you know about him, but you know certainly he can't teach size. He's tall. He's got some size. I- is he a project in your mind, Paul, from what you've seen, or do you think Peter Carey, and they, they probably don't need him to do much. I mean, Jesse Edwards is going to get a bulk of the time at the center position do you think peter carey is capable of coming in and being the backup center next year or is he uh, a year or two away oh he's definitely a year or two away but he's going to give the minutes now he's athletic he's got great mobility and i know syracuse loves mobile active bigs and that's what he is um so i think he gives them minutes and i think you know he does an impact right away but he definitely helps in the minutes that he gets next year will pay forward to the to his sophomore year so he's a guy who's going to help all right, listen. I I know uh, you've got to you've got to run. You've got the Geico Nationals to get back to. Thank you for finding some uh, some time for us and giving us a few minutes. Big news yesterday for the Orange uh, with Judah Mintz committing uh, to Syracuse. Paul, thanks so much for coming on. Hopefully, we can do it again down the road. Yeah, I, if I'm a Syracuse fan, I am very excited about Judah Mintz, and he was very excited about Jim Beheim both on and off the air. Adrian Autry, Jerry McNamara, um, you know, his heart is in Syracuse, New York. That is great to hear. That is great news. Thank you, Paul, for coming on. Uh, we are going to let him go. He's got to go be on TV for the uh, for the Geico Nationals. Paul Biancardi, National Recruiting Director for ESPN. Um, you know, he's he's high on this class, and I we talked about Paulie how important this class was uh, to the future of this program. And we'll see how it all pans out. But they got six guys. Yeah, they they filled a lot of of voids. They've got. Um, some athleticism in this class. They've got some versatility in this class. Um, you know, I, I think they um, they should be commended. A lot of people like to take shots at the coaching staff and say, well, you know, they missed this guy, they missed that guy. Uh, this recruiting class looks really good top to bottom. He, did, he also said something that I think Syracuse fans need to digest. He said, if you're not top 25, you're probably not going to make an impact or change, change, change you know, a pro- yeah, yeah. And, and I think we realized we learned that this year, you know, but they can't afford to miss this year, yeah. right? You got to hit. Need guys if Cole come comes back, yeah. if Cole comes back, you need two of the six to hit, right? Yeah, that's not a that's not asking a lot, but yeah, you're going to need a fresh. You're going to at least need one or two freshmen to produce next year. Yes, for this team. Yeah. So. Well, we said coming into this year that they really needed Benny to be good. And we weren't wrong about that. Like, they you know, needed Benny yeah. to be good. He he wasn't. Um, and again, th- this isn't on him. I mean, it, he was a work in progress, and there were plenty of reasons why they, they were what they were this year. But they needed Benny to come in and be an impact guy. And he wasn't. Yeah. Um, so, you're right. I mean, they, they're going to have to... And it's going to infuriate, you know, it's great for us, because next year there's going to be six freshmen... And a few of them may not be playing, and they should be. (laughs) I know it already. They should be. And it's going to be great for us. Right. Uh, They should be playing 10 or 11 guys, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's what we're going to hear. Let's take a timeout. We do have Matthew Bergeron set to join us at 1.30. We've got Buy or Sell coming up next on ESPN Radio.